Sunday, January 24th, 2021. Episode 41 of the Salt Lake Sit-Down. I'm still waiting on my special guest, Mr. Joe of Proud Masculine, to show up. But here I am. Atham, what's up? Apparently, the goddamn bacon is up. It says, I can't believe I'm awake this early. Must have been a hella cigar I had last night. What are you guys doing? Bull Rush, what is up, my brother? Guys, I was over at Teriyaki's house and spent the night there. And we had our fun. And then we fell asleep around, I don't know, one o'clock. She had to be up around three to be to work by four. And she did it. I, I don't know how she could imagine. Kyle, what's up, buddy? I, I can't imagine um, only getting like two hours of sleep and then going to work and putting in an eight to 10 hour day. I, I'm i old enough that I, you know, the bare minimum of sleep that I can deal with is about four hours. Anything under four hours and I'm like, fuck it, I'm just going to stay up. Because otherwise, I am going to be a complete piece of shit when it comes to trying to wake up, go to work, do whatever. So I might as well just stay up. But that's what she did. I left her place, I don't know, around 7.30. And came home and started working on a video. So... I've recorded it, and now I've edited most of it. I gotta add a few final touches, and then it'll be available on Tuesday. Conk, what's going on? Cooking bacon right now. <laughs> oh, guys. What an interesting couple of weeks we've had. Right? What a couple of interesting weeks. Uh... Guys in our circle of the sphere. Talking stupid shit. Doing stupid, stupid shit. And now they're starting to uh, reap what they've sown. Now... Yes, I'm talking about Pat Stead. Okay. I don't know the guy. I don't hate the guy. But I have to question the guy. He decided to go and storm the Bastille. And he not only did that, which... Hey, you know, if that's your your belief or whatever, fine, so be it. I, I don't have a problem with civil disobedience. I have a problem with stupidity. Because it was stupid of him to film it. It was stupid of him to 
post it on the internet. And it was stupid of him to brag about. And now he's been indicted. He's he was arrested. He's out on a fifty thousand dollar bond. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, Conk, you didn't miss anything. I can tell you that. I wouldn't doubt it. I'm surprised I didn't make the list. Apparently, I'm not that fucking cool. Now, there's been guys on the internet, on both sides of the fence, those like me who are kind of dunking on him and shitting on him and going, what an idiot. And others going, oh, he had skin in the game, he had balls. You know, he's a patriot. Well, there's a few things, guys. If you're going to have a revolution, you go all the way. I'm going to just leave it at that. You go all the way. And if you're not going to have a revolution, then don't fucking do it. Don't live action roleplay it. Don't lurk. The thing that I'm thinking of with what Pat did is I'm thinking, number one, he's got a baby at home. Like a, like a three-month-old or something like that. How, how is this in his best interest? He's got a wife at home. How's this in her best interest? How's, the, how's that in his best interest? The red pill, as we call it, is all about finding out what reality is. Not even the truth. It's about what is. We are in a reality where the left took the office, and that's fine. By the way, I'm not necessarily pro-Trump. I'm not one of that bandwagon. But I am of the opinion that all politicians are pretty much crooked as a barrel of snakes. And so when the election first happened back in November, somebody asked on Twitter, who won? And I said, the government because that's the truth. The government won. Well, and, and I'm going to get to this right here in, in just a moment. Okay. So we've got guys on both sides of the fence, some dunking on him like I'm doing right now and I've done on Twitter, and other people lauding him as a true patriot and a hero. And then the guys that are lauding him as a true patriot and a hero are attacking or shitting on guys like me who are saying, no, he's not a hero, he's an idiot. And they're like, oh, well, you don't have skin in the game, he's got balls. And and I'll agree, he's got balls. He does. But it was stupid. And unfortunately, stupid is not painful. I wish it was, because if stupid was painful, maybe less people would do stupid shit. And so, here we are. He did something very stupid, in my opinion. And 
And I stand by that. Yes, bull. Uh, oh, Stan, here we go. Big difference between having nards and being a fool. Correct. There was a lot of things that he did wrong, in my opinion. Um, showing up to be a part of the protest, that is not my thing. Just because in all the years that I've been walking the planet, I have never seen, in my time, in 49 years, I've never seen a physical protest where people are out waving signs and, and gnashing their teeth and waving their fists. I've never seen a protest affect any real true change in anything. To me, it's a waste of time. Now, I don't have the answers. I don't know what the answer is. If not protest, then what, Rob? I, I don't know. I don't know, guys. But I know that protesting on the street isn't the answer because it doesn't really affect change. But if he wanted to go and, you know, raise his fists and, you know, power to Trump and the people, fine, fine. It's, it's part of his right to peacefully assemble and protest. It's not his right to break into a federal building. And you could say, well, civil disobedience and 1776 and whatnot. Oh boy, my phone's ringing. I'll be right back. Okay, so that was, that was Joe. He's uh, on his way. He just called me, so that's why I had to leave you guys into dead air. He'll be here momentarily, so he's still coming on. But anyway, yeah, correct. Atham, I'm talking about Pat Stedman and what he did where he just got an indictment. He, he There's an affidavit, uh, the Department of Justice, because I was curious about this. Like, is this real or is this bullshit? And I looked into it. I talked to some people that are in the know and it's real. And it's even made like CNBC News and a few other of the channels. I know mainstream media, but it's real. The dude got arrested because he not only decided to go and protest, which was his legal right, but he decided to enter a restricted building. And whether you consider that an act of civil disobedience and pro pro-revolution, whatever. The powers that be are what they be. And he filmed it, and then he posted it on the internet, and then he bragged about it. And people that knew him from his past, from like high school and, and uh, college, uh, positively identified him and told the FBI. So he got arrested. And he was arraigned uh, on Thursday and was released on a $50,000 bond. And there's a lot of people that, uh, <laughs> if you wanted to go to jail to avoid paying people all the money he owes them, no shit. Yeah, it's a good way to get out of a bet. The, the point I'm getting at here is there is a time for revolution. But if you're going to go, you go all the way. You don't live action role play. You don't post your crimes on the internet. Because 
that stupid. And the guys who are saying, oh, well, he's got balls and he's got skin in the game. My only thoughts to them is, yeah, that's that's pretty, uh, pretty large coming from you when you weren't there either. And you were encouraging him, which I, I don't know. Pat's totally accountable for what he did. I don't put it on other people that, well, because the Riv and Legends of Men and a few other dudes were egging him on that they should be held accountable. It's like, no, he's his own guy. He should be fucking smart enough not to be an idiot. Okay. There we go. Yes. Pro tip for everyone. If a trap is laid out for you and you volunteer to walk into it, they fooled you once and that's shame on you. Correct. Okay. My biggest argument where, yeah, I'm dunking on Pat is it was stupid. Okay. It was a complete waste. Like I said, I'm looking at it from the point of if it was me and guys were telling me like, hey, you should go and do this, that, and the other, whatever it is. First question I'm going to ask myself is, what do I want? And then the second question I'm going to ask myself is, what's in my best interest? Would it be in my best interest to go and storm the Bastille and then subsequently get arrested for it? And now I've got legal troubles ahead of me. Okay. Whether it's a misdemeanor or a felony, it doesn't matter. There's going to be money spent in my defense. Is that in my best interest? No, it is not. Uh, as Bacon has said in the past, well, I coined the term, just don't be there. If you want to win a fight, don't be there. That is something I learned from Bodyguard. That is something I've done in the past, and I've learned it from professional bodyguards guys that that's what they do for a living if you want to win don't be there don't get your client don't put your client in harm's way you find alternative ways to get to your location you all the stuff the 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 secret service and all these other guys they do the same thing okay that's why they have multiple routes and they have red herrings where they show a car going down the main boulevard wall. The president's not in that car. He's in something else completely. That's why they go in through the basement and so on and so forth. Okay, it's no different in any other type of thing. The best way to win a fight is don't be there. And Bacon coined the term, hey, what's up, Juan? He coined the term, don't be there jitsu, is what he calls it, which I like that because... That's the best way to win. Don't fucking be there. Okay? Unless it's in your best interest to be there. And only you can decide if it's in your best interest. I, I can't. Given the live-action role-playing that unfolded on January 6th, I, I don't think it was in anybody's best interest to be there. And now he's paying for it, as he should, in my opinion. The big reason why I'm kind of carrying on about this, besides uh, waiting for Joe, 
it, it sits with me because Pat is a, he's a guru. He's got a lot of followers, a lot of people who follow him. And I, and I get it. It's on them to decide what their actions are based on his actions, his words. I, I understand accountability. But there's enough inexperienced, naive, gullible men who are following this guy and think that what he did was a good thing, that it was in his best interest. And I don't know, maybe it was in Pat's best interest. But I'm thinking for all the guys watching this, for the guys that watch the replay, would being, would being, uh, arrested and possibly convicted of something that might end up ultimately being a felony is that in your best interest hey look who's here i'm adding him to the stream there's the man what's up what's going on brother nothing much rushing back to be on this uh on your stream today i appreciate it brother i was Uh, going off with the guys about um, Pat Stedman and uh, the whole thing where he got arrested for uh, basically storming the Bastille. I don't know if you have an opinion about it, and if you don't, that's fine. But I was just basically telling them my take on it while I was waiting for you. Well, I mean, I don't know. Obviously, he did it for exposure. Now, did he did he get the kind of exposure that he did it for? Probably not. But he did it for uh, for his following to see him like being that guy, yep, you know, the leader, the crusader. And I don't. I mean, obviously, I can't say for sure, but I don't think his intentions were uh, like let's get let's put this country back together, and you know I'm going to do my part. You do that shit humbly. You don't put yourself out on the front of the magazine like the people who donate a large amounts of money to charity and want the recognition. It's not coming from the same place. It's just not. I agree with you there. And that's, you're kind of talking the same line that I was talking about right before you showed up. That there's a lot of, like I was saying to the chat, there's a lot of guys who are dunking on him like me. I'll admit it. I'm dunking on the guy. And there's a lot of guys who are applauding him for what he did. Both sides of the fence were not there. Okay. I I have no skin in it, but I also know it was a losing battle to begin with. And like I said to the chat, if you're going to go play revolutionary, you go all the way. You go all the way. If that's, if that's how you feel and that's what you feel needs to be done, you go the whole, all the way, all the way to the bitter end. Okay, what happened on January 6th wasn't a revolution. It was a live action role play. The sad thing is, besides Pat and all the others who are uh, going to face uh, justice for this, they're going to be held accountable on some level. Trust me on this. The powers that be, we see them in video footage or most likely in pictures of them cowering under tables and under chairs, scared shitless. Do you think that the powers that be are going to let that shit slide where they just lost face? Because come on, 
we're human beings, even those people, as much as you may dislike them, disagree with them, they're still human beings. Do you think they're going to let that shit slide? Hell what do no. you think, Joe? Hell no. Oh. Coming for blood. You're going to suffer worse than they did. That's what they think. There you have it. Okay. It's called payback. It's called vendetta. It's called revenge. It's called being petty because we as human beings are all of that and more. And I have a feeling that Pat and some of these other people they're rounding up, they're probably going to make examples out of that. Okay. And when it came to the inauguration, we had all this uh, National Guard presence. And And I'd say most of it was theatrical. Most of it was for show. But it was a show nonetheless, which was nobody's going to fuck with this. And so the people that went and stormed the Bastille on January 6th, in my opinion, did more harm than they did good. Because if there was going to be a revolution, those guys fucked it up. Because what they did will never happen again. I guarantee you that will never happen again. Hell no. And then you did it to what? To go walk around. Walk around and take selfies and then put the incriminating evidence on the internet and then brag about it for everyone to see. Is it any surprise that they're now being rounded up and arrested? To me, there's no surprise in this. Well, and do I think it's hypocritical because of... So think about how many people were involved on camera, you know, Identities known, faces shown during the riots and the, you know, whatever all that other shit was with the uh, Antifa. Yeah. Nobody got rounded up. Not yet, but you might see that happening. Uh, You really think so? I I do up to a point, and maybe this is my delusional thinking, but... After January 6th, we've seen on the internet, on social media, we've seen a purge of a lot of like QAnon accounts, uh, pro-Trumpers, you know, Pat's still alive and kicking apparently. Um, We've seen, you know, a lot of different accounts go dark. They got suspended or they walked away. But I've also seen recently that... Twitter is now going after a lot of the hardcore accounts on the left. They're starting to go after like Black Lives Matters and some of these other accounts. I don't know how accurate that is, but that's what I've what I've seen, what I've heard. And I'm thinking that ultimately we may see not that, you know, government is good and benevolent, but we may see where they've been kind of going after the right, after the conservative side of things as their, I guess, uh, preeminent strike. We might start seeing uh, them going after the extremes on the left as well. And when it comes to the rioting and the looting and the jogging and skateboarding and all the bullshit that happened over the summer, will all of them see justice? No. But will some of them see justice? I think so. I th- I really, I, I tend to think that it takes time because there's a saying that says the wheels of justice grind slow, but they grind fine. And I think that 
we'll see that. I mean, maybe I'm being delusional and optimistic. I'm not going to say I'm not. But I, I think you're going to see where we've used the term, you know, the pendulum swings, you know, back and forth. It swings, you know, from one extreme to the other, yada, yada. I think you're going to see some of that going on in the next few months. So that's what I think is going to happen here. Uh, and I agree with you, Conk, that it, it is five years too late uh, in a lot of cases. That it, it's That's the part that I think that agitates a lot of people is that it's not fair, for lack of better words. They're not kicking off former President Trump, but also kicking off the Communist Chinese Party. They're not doing it all at once in one fell swoop. Because that would at least be fair. We wouldn't really have an argument at that point that it's like, well, they're getting rid of the extremes on both sides, you know, simultaneously. But here we are. What did you want to say about it, Joe? I mean, it's obviously topic worthy, you know, discussion. I don't get the whole division to begin with. Right. I don't. I don't see how people think being on one side or the other is benefiting you as an individual or this country as a whole, you know, just as human beings from that approach, this government is not, I don't think this government does things for your best interest. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I'm glad you brought that up. That was something I wanted to talk about too. Um, The more I see the extreme left and the kind of quasi extreme right, the, you know, the QAnon guys and the, the, the diehard God Emperor Trump fans, they're really both sides of the same coin. Both of them are putting faith in something that they think is in their best interests and think that that entity, whether it be a personality like Trump or it be the entity of big daddy government as a whole. They think that that entity, whatever it may be, is working in their best interest when in reality, no, it's not. We're seeing that on both sides. Uh, look at, look at you know, the, we have a new president and look at some of the uh, executive orders he's already issuing. And a lot of groups are going, wait, what the fuck? And it's like, oh yeah, he's not working in your best interests. Just like Trump leaving office after telling guys, come on down to the Capitol building and raise hell. And I'm paraphrasing. But Trump is not going to get arrested for this, most likely. He's going to go off and go golfing in Florida or wherever he likes to golf. And he's going to go on living his life while guys like Pat are going to be paying for the stupidity that they committed on behalf of him. The your your idols do not love you guys. And and I've got a post coming up tomorrow as a matter of fact that I call idolatry. And yes, there's a lot of connotations in it. There's a lot of of symbolism. You can take it all kinds of way. I know Kant can look at it from a very religious perspective. And yeah, I tie in a little bit to that. But to me, guys, kill your idols. And I don't mean that literally. I'm not, you know, don't eat paint. 
and do something stupid. I'm not telling you to go out and raise hell and be a murderer. But in your mind, you have to kill your idols. Whether that idol is the man in the sky or some charismatic uh, religious leader, uh, a government politician or official, or even some asshole on the internet. You need to kill your idols. The only one that's going to save you ultimately is you. Well, that's and what I Kill the so idea. Kill the idea that these people are coming to save you or do anything for you. They're human beings. They have nothing to offer you. Maybe uh, living by example to give you an idea of what you want. But kill the idea that you know these people are coming here, are coming in to save you. That they are your savior. Like they have the answers. That's it. You're looking in the wrong place. You're putting your energy and focus into the wrong thing in the wrong place. Ultimately, you're going to be let down. Ultimately. Absolutely. And and you're going to end up doing things that are probably not in your best interest. That's, that's the whole... That's where I've ranted on Twitter about this. That's why I've got a blog post about this. That's why I'm fucking talking about this right now. It's like, guys, and I get it, young guys, even guys that are unplugging and just fucking really waking up to the way the world is, and I get it, I was there too, guys, I was there too. And so, whatever trauma you've had, you got divorce raped, you got, you know, your girl cheated on you, your fucking job fucked you over and replaced you with automation or replaced you with someone younger who would do it cheaper than you. I get it, okay? You have to kill your idols. No one is going to save you but you. And that's where I I, I literally want to grab guys by the shirt collar and fucking just, listen, you dumb son of a bitch. You know, that it's like, look, these people, like Pat, are not steering you in the right direction for you as far as I'm concerned. If you want to follow Pat, you could end up very easily going down the exact same road he did, which, what does that mean? Well, being arrested and possibly incarcerated. Now, is that in your best interest? I beg to say, no, it isn't. Because being a martyr today requires a few things. One, you have to die to be a martyr. Okay, that is the very definition of a martyr. You have to die. Okay, Pat didn't die. He's not a martyr. I don't care what anyone on the internet says. He's not a martyr. He's still walking around. He's just a dude. Okay, two, it requires that the populace, the, the, the people that follow you, the people that are watching the news and the headlines and reading social media and all that shit, It requires they have the attention span longer than a gnat. And we don't have that anymore. So being a martyr today isn't like, you know, the guys who were martyred a hundred years ago or a thousand years ago where we still know their names today. It's, you see it all the time. I mean, think of George Floyd. Okay. Guy was martyred because of police supposedly killing him, which sounds like that's not really the case. He was a martyr for a cause, which was part of the Black Lives Matters movement. And yet after what, a month, maybe two, he's all but forgotten 
because he served his purpose. There are people right now that I guarantee you, I say that name, George Floyd, they're like, who the fuck is Rob talking about? Mm -hmm. And that was what? Eight months ago, nine months ago? Pat is going to be forgotten in less. Pretty much. A lot, of, a lot of people, like nobody knows who he is outside of the sphere. Like outside of our communities, nobody knows who that is. And even a lot of, um, you know, people have had have, uh, come across this in the last year or so. They don't know who he is. Right. And it's not like he's been, you know, at the forefront for what a lot of the stuff which you, uh, which you come here for is to hear about uh, female nature, you know, dating, relationships, stuff like that, how to handle yourself with women and uh, further your life and progress. And for the last year, he hasn't even been like on that. Like, no, he's been doing COVID cabal crap. Exactly. So even people who have come into the space in the last year, they don't know who he is. That dude is forgotten before he was even known well and and he's he he drank all the kool-aid he got caught up in the QAnon thing because everybody loves a good conspiracy theory okay and i get it there's there's certain conspiracies that i even look into that i'm like ooh. yeah but, but do you like do you really do you are you at least do you have enough awareness about that are you self-aware to where you know okay i could be this could be a lot more than I understand. Or it exactly. could be a lot, a lot less than I understand. I'm not going to act on it. Right. Oh, and there you have it. The, the acting part. There's the big one. Okay. There's a lot of things that I entertain. A lot of uh, theories and ideas of different things that have happened over the years. That It's like, well, that, that, that makes sense. That, that could have possibly been a thing. But I'm not going to go out and act on it without, you know, a lot more research because that's not in my best interest, you know? And, and it's... Everybody has a great theory, especially the one thing I love about the QAnon thing is... This whole idea that, you know, there's this big mastermind, whether it's lizard people or some cabal of Illuminati, you know, that are the mastermind puppet string masters, you know, doing their things, the puppet masters. But on the other side, with my own eyes, in my own experience, I look at government and I'm like, have you seen how lazy and inept and how bureaucratic government is? Have you gone to the DMV and tried to renew your license and how much bullshit you got to go through? And that one hand doesn't know what the other hand is doing? And it's like, okay, so experience on one end shows me, and I'm not trying to shit on government workers. And I'm not saying that not all government's inefficient. I'll shit on them if you don't. Well, you know, I understand that there, there's parts, there's places where the government can be very efficient. The idea that they can mobilize troops and go from a plan to we have boots on the ground in under 48 hours. That's that's nothing short of amazing to me. Okay, to be able to, to okay, we got to send a bunch of guys over here and fucking parachute them in or drop the C-130 in or whatever. And here we are. You know, we now have boots on the ground in a foreign land. It's like, wow, to, to get the logistics for that and to make it happen that rapidly, that's very efficient, okay? But as a whole, the government itself is not efficient. 
It's it's bureaucratic red tape. It's people in general who do the bare minimum because they know they're not going to lose their jobs. They're protected for the most part. So why would they have any incentive to go above and beyond? Why would they want to perform when it's not based on merit? It's based on time in and who you know. And so to go from this idea of this this mastermind cabal that's manipulating, you know, they're in all the government and they've infected the government and, and they're running the show, to compare that to the ineptitude that I see on a daily basis, it's like one of these is wrong. Which one is it? Are they are they playing at being inept? Are they playing at being lazy? Are they playing at the red tape and playing at the bureaucracy, all the bullshit you got to go through? And they're truly these big evil masterminds or are they are they actually just they're that fucking inept because they're people? I think the, the systems so you, you think about how many layers are in any given like you said the bureaucracy is ridiculous. Yeah. And it's things aren't getting done and things don't get done efficiently and probably the focus is on the wrong things getting done so there's a lot of time wasting uh, because of these layers and like you said in every one of these layers there's people you have to deal with and within those people within the big picture of bureaucracy from A to Z there's even more bureaucracy and red tape and bullshit and all the little subsections of that but then as far as the q9 thing so i talked to somebody who works worked on the trump campaign keep going i'm i'm gonna put you on full screen for a minute i'll be right back all right and this is also a legitimate like this is something to consider that the q9 was a psyop this is there this is the belief of that inner circle you know, the guy I talked to who's really well connected in there. And so the QAnon is a psyop where it's designed to subdue the hardcore followers, the hard, uh, hardcore right wing, or even just take an average conservative and turn them into a hardcore QAnon to keep them subdued. And their belief is that these people are being told so they're being strung along with these posts about the QAnon and this is the big day it's going to happen. You know, pay attention to all the little uh, signs and signals, symbols, symbology. They're real big into symbology, whether it be, you know, look at the way somebody holds their hands or the tie color and all these other little bullshit things to keep you distracted and keep you focused off of what these people could uh, be doing to really help the cause. Like, there could be more people knocking on doors, making calls, but no, QAnon tells them that hey, just be patient. It's all coming together. This is, this is the big day. It's going to happen. Look at this symbol. Look at that symbol. And there's all these ambiguous uh, posts that are left for interpretation. You can look at these things. You can have 50 different people look at one of these QAnon posts with all these hidden words, and you can come with 50 different interpretations. Of them. Absolutely. Right. 
Well, and, and you brought up a good point there, Joe. Based on what you're saying about their their plan and their their hey, just look at this, look at that. What guys in the chat and yeah, Joe trust plan. what what does that remind you of? Joe, what does that remind you of? What? Trust the plan type thing? Well, just all of it. The the we've got these symbols these signs trust the plan here's our ideology here's our theory yada 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 what does that remind you of get step outside QAnon for a moment outside of the organization or the movement or whatever it is what does it remind you of i don't know what you're getting at like it doesn't ring a bell i don't have nothing comes to mind a cult a cult. Well, yeah, obviously. Okay, I'm thinking of something particular. Yeah, uh, you're, you're you're getting you're going way beyond what I'm going here. You're mm. you're chunking down, and I'm chunking up. Yeah, um, it's it's basically a cult. Okay, cults don't have to be religious in nature. There's plenty of cults out there that all it requires, whether they're anonymous and you don't know what they look like and they're nebulous, or they are. Um, you can see a charismatic leader, okay? But all a cult requires is some form of leader role and an ideology. And they usually, when it comes to the doomsday style, they have an end date. Today is the day. Today is the Mm -hmm. day when Trump seizes power and we overthrow the cabal, okay? It's a cult, no, you know, whether they're taking your money or not, to me, this is one of the worst ones because people weren't necessarily throwing money at it. I mean, I don't know, but I don't recall seeing any kind of GoFundMe or any links to throwing money at this particular entity known as QAnon. But it's the idea that they may not be taking your money, but they're taking your time. And in some cases, when you go extreme, they're taking your life. Is that in your best interest? No. Anything that serves to move you like that is not in your best interest. Nothing. But and here's the thing I don't like also about from the Trump side is that he's never he's never denounced it. No. He's never said, like, hey. I don't know what this whole Q thing is, but it ain't me, you know. But did you hear my original, uh, what I said originally about what the guy I knew in the campaign, what he said, and, and that whole inner circle's idea of what QAnon is? No, I don't think I heard that. What did you say? That it was a uh, psyop. Created. Oh, yeah, that part I got, the psyop I got. Like to subdue the masses, to keep them out of the way. And, and it could be. It could very well be, you know, my, my, from my standpoint as me, just, I'm just some fucking random asshole ranting on the internet, yelling into a microphone on fucking YouTube. I, I look at that and maybe it is a psyop. I don't know, but even that's conspiratorial. Okay. To me, it's, is this in my best interest? is listening to these guys, whoever these guys are, whether it's QAnon or it's climate change people or it's uh, SJWs or BLM or any of them, any of them, I don't care who it is. Is it in my best interest 
to be listening and going along with their program, whatever that program is. Is it in my best interest? And for me, I have to say, no, it's not. Because I've already asked myself the question, which is, what do I want? Okay. And, and that question isn't an all-encompassing question. What do I want for lunch? What do I want in life? What do I want in money? What do I want in women? Every time something new comes up, I have to ask myself, what do I want? And then from there, I ask myself, what's in my best interest? Sometimes when I know what I want, as an example, would be, I want to get laid. Okay, fair enough. Okay, so what's in your best interest? To knock knock her up. That's in my best interest. To not knock her up. To not get her pregnant. That's, that's about it that's in my best interest. Beyond that, I don't care if she's got a bunch of red flags. I'm not going to wife her up. I'm not going to marry her. I'm not going to move her in and play house because that's something I don't want. So, hey, oh, she's got a bunch of tattoos. She's got a nose ring and she's anti-Trump. Who cares? Because what I want is I want her pussy. And she's down to fuck as long as we don't get into politics, which that's easy for me. We're just not going to go there. It's not even going to come up. If she brings it up, I'm just going to ignore it. I'm not even going to answer her. She's like, so what do you think of Trump? And I'm going to be like, so, hey, how's that wine tasting? Or how's that beer? Or how's that vodka? You know, I'm going to just change the fucking subject. Because I know that if I go down that rabbit hole with her, if I decide to take that dance and and do that, that is not in my best interest. So I'm just going to laugh and, and chuckle a little bit and tease her and whatnot and be like, oh, look at you wanting to be the next Kamala Harris. All right. Well, hey, how's this vodka taste? You know, and just uh, just agree and amplify if, if necessary or just ignore it and move the fuck on. And guys on the Internet could say, oh, my God, she's a slut. She's a whore. Yada, yada, yada. I don't care. Because what's in my best interest? Getting laid. That's in my best interest because it's what I want. So I'm going to ignore all the other noise and just focus on the signal. She's just seeing if I, you know, she's doing her little shit test, which I don't even care about that. You know, guys get all hung up on shit tests. Well, she said this. Is that a shit test? Who cares? What do you do? I just ignore or I agree and amplify. I had that happen with teriyaki. She said something that in my mind later after the fact, I could go back and say, oh, that might have been a shit test. But at the time it was going down, I didn't even think about it. She said something along the lines of, God, I don't, I don't even remember now. But I just remember that for a split second in my head, I felt like I needed to go on the defense. And I could have. I could have done the deer model. I could have defended, explained, rationalized, and uh, uh, excused. That's it. It's de- defend, explain, excuse, and rationalize. Okay, that's deer. And I decided that, no, I'm not going to do that. It's just a matter of 
I'm going to turn around and I'm just going to laugh it off and just ignore it because who cares and go along, you know, just move on. And there you go. Another way to answer that. What do you think about Trump? I don't. It kills the mood. Absolutely. That one could work depending on the context and depending on the girl. Most of the time, I just, I don't even answer it. I just, just keep right on going and doing my thing. And so you have to keep in focus for yourselves. And that's the point I'm, I'm getting to this long and drawn out bullshit. Guys, kill your idols because they're doing what they think is in their best interest. And that's fine. That's on them. It has nothing to do with you. But when it comes to what's in your best interest, only you can decide. And if you decide it's in your best interest to go down and storm the Bastille, all I can say is Godspeed and God bless. But am I going to bail you out of jail? No. Am I going to be there to pick you up when you fall down because you made it stupid? No. And that's what Pat is realizing right now. Bullrush said it earlier that he's kind of miffed and upset because a lot of his supporters have kind of faded away. Big fucking surprise. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the guys who are saying, yeah, Pat, he's the man, you know, he's got balls. It's like, yeah, that's, that's pretty fucking quaint coming from people who are out of country and people who are not residents of the United States. That's pretty rich coming from you guys. You got no fucking skin in this. If my, my, I guess proposal to them would be, well, if you think what he was doing was so great, why don't you throw a bunch of money at him for his legal fund? Yeah. Considering the guy's going to have to get himself a good fucking attorney in order to either beat this rap or minimize it. Okay. Either way, he's going to have legal issues coming up for sure. There's going to be an expenditure of money and the less he spends, the harsher the penalty is going to be. Okay. Me personally, I don't care. But for the guys that want to say, oh, he was brave, he had balls, yada, yada. Okay, pony up the money, pal. Fucking, you think he was doing the right thing? Great. Throw some money at it. Otherwise, talk is cheap. So. Well, very good point. Your idols are not going to save you. They're not, and whether that's a religious idol or that's a political idol or some charismatic guru that you follow on YouTube or on Twitter or a blog, none of these people are going to save you. And if anything, I would I would suggest, like, that's a red flag when somebody is trying to convince you, you know, uh, convince you to come on to their side and be on their team. Somebody starts getting overly convinced, and I get really fucking suspicious really fast. Yeah, because they have an like, agenda. Like if you if this shit was so good and appealing, why do you feel the need to try to convince me or show me how good and appealing it is? Why would wouldn't I it, it stand on its own? Wouldn't it stand on its own if it would was? Would you that not have to say appealing? anything, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's self-evident at that point. 
there would be an obvious benefit, an obvious positive end result that wouldn't yeah. need to be explained and uh, talked up and put full of adjectives of uh, uh, in a description of why you should or shouldn't. It would, yeah, it, it, it would be that saying of the truth is self-evident. It right. would stand on its own. It, it wouldn't need you to persuade, convince, cajole, uh, coerce, or any other type of thing. It would stand on its own that people could just go, well, fuck, this is the right thing. Yeah, let's go, let's just all do this. Yeah, but if a guy be- has to tell you, or if they use guilt and shame tactics... Because I see a lot of that online. We talked about this already. Yes. Yeah, same idea. If they got to use guilt and shame, maybe their argument isn't, you know, whatever they're trying to push isn't that fucking strong and isn't that stable. If they got to try and silence you first in order to, I guess, head off the uh, the competition, head off the, uh, head off the, the confrontation, they got to nip it in the bud. Maybe their argument is not so strong to begin with. So, yeah, guys telling you, you know, as a patriot, as a real man, that right there is, there's your, your gateway. And I've seen, I've seen people not even like challenge the idea. And I'm not going to say who it is, uh, not even challenge their idea. Simply have a question about how is this thing working out? Like, what is the proof? What is the evidence? Like, where are you getting this information from? And this guy immediately started to shaming this person on the group. Like, oh, look, a non-believer. Here he is. You know, everybody, look at this guy. He's non-believer. Yeah, non-believers. We got to get them out or we got to change their mind. Yeah. If they go on the defense and then, re- you know, basically counter by attacking, that's, that's got to make you stop and pause, guys. You'd think so. But it's, it's weird, that, that dynamic, when you get caught up into a group, group thinking. Like, if you're looking for that cause and you're not careful, it's going to work. You're going to feel the shame. You're going to feel like the outcast. You're going to question yourself and doubt yourself. And these people who are leading this know that already. It's pure yes. manipulation. They already yes. know that. Dumb people, gullible people, are not the only people that can get sucked into a cult. Okay, whatever that cold is, whether it's religious or otherwise, most people that actually get sucked into it or get involved in it are actually highly intelligent people. Okay, yeah, that don't fit in anywhere, and they finally find a place to fit in. There you go, right there, Joe. You fucking nailed it. It's they're looking for somewhere to fit in, and these people or that leader knew it. They just, you know, they, oh, you you just got divorced or, oh, you just moved from here to here and you don't know anybody or, oh, you just broke up with your girlfriend of X amount of time or whatever it may be. Basically, you are vulnerable and they know it and they play on that. Yes. And that's why all I try to do is say, guys. I'm not your guru. I'm uh, no, that's not my fucking thing. It's you have to think for yourselves. You're the only ones that's going to save yourself. So you have to ask, what do I want? And then what's in your best interest? And then act accordingly. Go from there. I mean, if you think I'm full of shit, fine. Great. 
I'm not going to try and convince you otherwise. It's like, fine, fuck it. If I'm not for you, so be it. I'm okay with that because I'm not trying to drag anybody into my cult and get them to go out and play revolutionary or whatever with me. Uh, no, I, I just want guys to ideally not make the same fucking mistakes I made. That's all I want to do is be like, well, if I can save you five years of your life, uh, then I've done my job. But at the same time, I also realize, hey, you guys got to figure it out on your own. And you can say, ah, Rob, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Okay, cool, man. Have fun. I'll, I'll see you in five years and you'll come back and go, God damn, you were right. And it's like, yeah, I hate You hate to see it, but it's what it is. And that's, that's the whole thing, guys. Just use your own noggins. Think for yourself. Stop being a sheep looking for a shepherd. You are your own shepherd. And that's it. And that's that. Now, absolutely. And with that being said, it doesn't mean you can't go seek direction and advice and uh, take somebody who's been where you're trying to go and tap them for information. But they're not your... They're not the savior. They're not, they don't have all the answers. They can give you, they can nudge you and, you know, put you where you I, need to I be. I can point you to the road signs and say, the road you're going on, because I've been on that road, this most likely is where it's going to go. Do you want to go there or not? Beyond that, you do what you got to do. That's it. That's all I can do. You know, as I can point out road signs to say, oh, you're doing this. Yeah, I remember doing that. And this is where it got me. Now, maybe it won't get you in the same place. And I hope it doesn't. Or in some cases, depending on what it is, I hope it does. Keep doing that. Yeah, great. But beyond that, it's like, eh, you got to figure it out, guys. But you have to ask yourself, what do you want? What's in it for you? What's in what's your best interest? You know, and that's why guys like Pat drive me nuts is it's they want the adulation they want the followers and all I can say is oh is that really in your best interest to do what this dumbass is doing well you know what you get to figure it out all I can figure is if you come to me after the fact because you listened to a guy like Pat and decided to do what Pat said because Pat's the man and you fuck your life up, which you probably will. And you come to me and say, help me out, man. I'm going to charge you quadruple. <laughs> I, and I am. I'm going to I'm gonna be like, oh, you were listening to Pat? Normally I charge, you know, a hundred bucks an hour or whatever if I was doing consultation stuff. But in your case, I'm going to charge you 500 an hour. I don't know about that. I oh, I would. I would because you have a good heart. Somebody coming to you like, hey, dude, I try. I should have listened to you. I fucked up. Well, you know, and you're I'm right, Joe. Back. You're right. It, you know, maybe it's a case by case. But in general, my general outlook is okay. You followed stupid. You did stupid. You burned, but maybe you didn't burn enough. So now you really get to burn. And then maybe you'll fucking learn this time around. Maybe. 
But if I'm going to make it worth my while, then the price goes way up. That's just my own take. And maybe that makes me an asshole and I'm okay with that. Well, this thing makes a more valuable lesson for the next, mm-hmm. that person. Well, and that's how I look at it. When you charge cheap or you give it away for free, most people don't fucking, ah, it was free. It didn't cost me nothing. But on the other hand, goddamn, that cost me $500 an hour. And I spent three hours talking to the guy. That was $1,500. That was a fucking huge chunk out of my wallet. Maybe they'll listen this time. I don't know. I mean, from experience, they don't fucking listen to the free stuff. Oh, absolutely. I'll agree with you on there. As a, as a side, as a side example of that, of what you just said, I did tarot readings for years. Okay. Doesn't mean I believed in my own bullshit, but I could make others believe. Okay. The free readings, nobody listened to them. Not a soul. But the minute I was charging $30 for 20 minutes or $50 for a half an hour or $100 for an hour, fucking people sat up and took notes and paid attention. So I get exactly what you mean there, Joe. Absolutely. Well, I, I'm not saying that because I'm. It's a theory. I'm, I'm telling you from experience. It's a fact. <laughs> I've had these guys that. So I, I've had these paying clients. I'll be like, all right, here's what we got to do for this thing. Move forward. You know, you're taking notes. You're listening. Yeah. Bam, 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 bam. You go out, put this shit into practice, have great results. We come back, we talk about it. They said, well, yeah, this is. Well, you know, I didn't really pay attention before where I was falling short this and this so the free guys that oh, I'm a sucker for a sob story well kind of down and out and I really identified with your story and eh, okay here's what you do and I'll tell them fucking word for word what to do this is what I've done repeatedly I've done this with clients and then I've had success they've had success if you do this and you stick to it and implement this, it will start to work in your life for you. And I'll be goddamn if two weeks later we'll talk, well, how'd that go? Yeah, well, I hear what you're saying, but I did this instead. And I'm like, so everything I said, you just did the opposite of, dumbass. Now you're worse off than what you were. And it was free. You didn't have to do anything but listen and, and and do what it, yeah, do do the steps that I suggested. Yeah, dude, I went through years of shit to get, have this experience to offer you. Like, I believe me, this works, and I know it doesn't work. Why? Because I've fucked up so many times. I can tell you, I can clearly tell you it does, and I can clearly tell you it doesn't work, like with confidence. But then, so uh, Jonathan and I were talking to MLD, and he's like, never never give freebies he said not only does it waste your time it wastes that time they don't have something to value like if they don't value that advice or whatever the thing is products whatever it's not going to mean anything to them and they're not going to take it seriously if they can get it so easy if it's so easily attained it's worthless it means nothing and so i just quit giving advice for free and i still have people who try and on the other hand there was this one guy who I worked through some shit with him and he sent me this email like very endearing about how much I helped and you know his life had changed after he implemented this stuff he never 
thanks for believing in him and seeing what uh, he didn't see in himself. Like, well, thank you, man. That warms my heart. It really does. That's that's a huge gesture. Um, can you give me a positive review? <laughs> <laughs> you might as well have asked him to yeah. climb Mount Everest. You would swear I asked him to rewrite the fucking alphabet or something. And so then he leaves me a little plug like, you know, some plain Jane, yeah, Joe helped a lot. Thanks for that. But yeah, I don't know how we got off on the fucking... No, it, it, it all ties in because it, it really does. And, <laughs> and it, it, <laughs> I know. Should I burn my house down? No, don't burn your fucking house down. Well, I burned my house down. Now what do I do? <laughs> do you have insurance? Pretty you, much. Uh, you burned your house down. Was it intentional? Because if so, that sounds like arson. You might want to get yourself a good fucking attorney and enjoy fighting out the fact that you're probably going to go to prison for arson. Have a nice life. See you. Bye. Yeah. It's... I, I, I just... I mean, I, I feel... I feel for guys today, young guys in particular, but even guys you're in my age, Joe, where they are, the guys, the younger guys are definitely the lost boys. That they grew up with social media. They grew up that they're they're not having face-to-face interactions as much as you and I did. They're, they're doing everything via text and via video and whatever when it comes to technology. That's what they, that's all they've ever known. They grew up with the internet where you and I were old enough that, hey, I remember when flip phones were like, wow, if you have a phone, Joe, you remember those brick phones, right? The big fuckers. My mom dated a doctor and it had a fucking case. Like yeah. A little- big carry case and you had a shoulder strap and, and yeah and, and and he had it because he was a doctor yeah. okay he had fucking money you know a lot of money. because that's the only people who had that technology back then okay so you and I grew up in the world of if you want to interact with people you had to go out and deal with them in face to face you talked to them or you talked to them on the phone at least there was no texting that shit didn't exist and so you learned social skills early because there was no internet there was no buffer to come in between you interacting with another person and I don't care whether it's from a romantic perspective or it's just from a platonic perspective or from a business perspective. It doesn't matter. That technology back in the day didn't exist and so you and I, we had to go out and do sneaker net. We had to walk over to somebody and fucking talk to them or hand them a note, give them a phone number and then talk to them on the phone and all that shit where we got to hear tonality and we got to see body language and we learned early what different things meant and a lot of the guys today don't have that because they've grown up on the internet they've grown up texting they've grown up where emojis stand for an emotion and and i would say in 
at least half the cases, if not more. The emojis or whatever are probably authentic. That when they do the laughing emoji, they're probably laughing. But then yeah, well, again, you don't have to. Let me cut you off right there. Yeah, absolutely, please. If you had to deal with one of these younger girls that do the emoji thing and then try to speak to them. Oh yeah, they're fucking retards. And try to have them express something. Yeah, they have no idea. It's like if they don't have a emoji face to put on what they're thinking and feeling, they can't communicate. Absolutely. Oh, no, dude. That's where I tend to date much younger than me. That's just the way I go. Because why not? Because I can. That is the the big thing that I've encountered is not just the guys. The guys, in a lot of ways, in my opinion, are even worse. It is worse. But the women are just, they're almost just as bad. That they don't know how to socially interact, you know, in a face-to-face environment. A good example, um, about a year ago, I went to a bar that I used to go to because they serve a fantastic garlic burger, okay? One of the best in the Valley. And so this is a place that on on occasion, I would take a woman to or have her meet me there or whatever, And we'd have a couple of drinks, have a bite. I would get this garlic burger and we would talk. Okay. Well, when I first found this place, uh, everybody was like me. They were all talking to each other and guys were dressing half-ass decent. They didn't look like they just rolled out of bed and went to Walmart. Same with the girls. They, They were all wearing stuff that, you know, they were advertising. You know, this is going back 20 years. And so they're wearing, you know, their low-cut dresses or low-cut shirts to show off the cleavage and whatnot to show that they're advertising. But everybody would interact and people would walk around. You'd be the little social butterfly. You'd go from one little group of people to the next group and you'd have your drink and you'd bullshit and you'd carry on. And that's just how it was back in the day. Well, when I went to this bar, the same bar, the fucking bar hasn't changed. Now, the people in the bar have changed. The staff has changed. But the bar itself, physically, it's still the same dimensions, still the same layout. They're still serving the same food and drinks. That part has not changed in over 20 years. But I go walking in with a date. We sit down, we order our couple of drinks. And I noticed that the the waitress was awkward okay just that's the only way i can describe it she was off she wasn't off putting she wasn't angry she wasn't mad she wasn't sad it was just like she didn't really know how to interact that was my first thing that i was like something's off and then as i'm sitting there with my drink waiting for my garlic i'm looking around i'm talking to my date and she did not have her phone out because i told her Put your phone away. We when while we're here, I, unless it's a fucking emergency, I, I, I put your phone away. I put mine away. We're not looking at our phones. We're just talking. But I'm looking around at people, and I'm noticing here's a cluster of guys over here. Here's one or two guys over there. There's one, you know. There's a, a few couples, all kind of you know interspersed throughout. And then there's this cluster of girls, okay? The cluster.
cluster of guys. Looked like they had just come from Walmart. Fat, out of shape, wearing fucking the wrong attire, wearing shitty clothes, uh, shitty hairdos. They, they literally looked like they just woke up and went to Walmart and then came to the bar. But then I look over at the women and they're the same way. And all the, these two groups, they're all single because Joe, you just know, you know, they're single. The guys are staring at their phones and then they're looking up and looking around and the girls are doing the same thing. And I'm just sitting here going, my God, back 20 years ago, those two groups would have been intermingling. They'd have been talking to each other. They'd have been hitting on each other. They would have been trying. And instead, you got a group of women that want to meet guys because they're looking around at all the guys. And there's a group of guys that are looking to meet women because they're looking around at all the women. And this is why I say guys are worse off than the women. Absolutely. Well, women at least have had some social interaction. Bare minimum, they're getting it from their peer group. They're getting it from their their girlfriends, their moms, their sisters, their aunts, all of that. Whether the message that they're being told is accurate or not, they're at least getting some social interaction where most guys, their interaction is almost purely digital. To them. Well, not just that, because it's and the, uh, the man and woman, the woman's supposed to stand around and preen and look pretty and give you signals. It's the guy's job to walk over there and get what he wants. Absolutely. It's the guy's job to take charge of that interaction and make the shit happen. And so the women, whereas when confronted with having to, uh, you know, communicate and express maybe a little may have uh, less ability the men they're there the men nowadays don't do that anymore I've I've seen it I went out to a uh, this is the first time I've been out to a place like this in years there's this lounge out here it's a pretty fancy place and uh, it's more like a nightclub you just call it what it is and I walk in Hot chicks everywhere. Uh, I'm getting started. Oh, oh, oh. No other guys doing that. I have a, they had a group of three guys standing there looking at me like, what's he doing? What's he talking about? That. And so I'm getting attention from the women. And then it happened to be this younger guy who was in my jujitsu class with that. And he saw me talking to this chick. I walk off. He comes running up. He's like, what did you say to her? What do you mean? He's like, hey, did you recognize me? I said, yeah, I know y'all. What's up? He's like, did you just talk to that woman? Like, he was fucking blown away that I went and approached this woman that I had no, no idea who she was or never seen her before, that I would actually walk up to her and go strike up a conversation, you know, to potentially have sex with her at the end of the night. He couldn't believe that. Like, he thought I was the bee's knees because I'd done that. <laughs> Well, and yeah, you're right. And I think a lot of that is because of this social retardation. You know, the fact that men and women, you you and me, like I said, going up and talking to a woman back in the day, that's how you had 
to do it. You had no alternative. If you wanted to get a date, you wanted to get laid, you wanted to get a girlfriend, whatever it was, you had to go up and talk to them. That there was just no if, ands, or buts about it. And for some reason, that seems to have kind of gone by the wayside with uh, technology today. I mean, yeah, I get it. You you got the Me Too thing and, and, That's and an feminism, excuse. but that is, it is exactly an excuse. It's all bullshit. It's, it's when I hear guys talk about Me Too, it's like, unless you're a CEO or a class A celebrity, someone yeah. who's got fame, status, and power and money, you're not going to get Me Too. You work at fucking Walmart. You work at fucking Starbucks. You're a goddamn dock loader at FedEx. You're not going to get fucking me too. You don't have, there's no incentive. And so you're not going to get me too. So it's bullshit. But it is the fact that you have to talk to them. But guys today and women don't even know how to have a face-to-face conversation. Because that's what I noticed at the bar when I'm, I'm watching all these people and I'm sitting there thinking, fuck, I kind of wish I didn't have my date with me. Because man, I would be going right in the middle of that group of women and start singling out the ones I like and start talking to them. And I know by the way they were looking around, they were starving. It's like they want attention. They want affection. They want to meet a guy, whether it's for one night or, or, or a whole lifetime. It doesn't matter. That's irrelevant. But they're looking for a guy. And they're not going to get up and go do the talking because that's not women's job. And the group of guys sitting over here are too big of pussies and they don't know what to do. They're not going to get up and go talk to the women. And so neither group is satisfied. Neither group's getting what they want. But they're looking at each other through the corner of their eyes, hoping the other side will make the first move. But they don't even know where to begin because they don't know how because they've never had to do that because everything they've done has been digital. And it's just like, oh my God, you guys are so behind the curve. It's 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 not even funny. Well, you couple the, uh, the disconnect, the human interaction, the person-to-person disconnect. Couple that with, with these young men are being taught growing up like you. So... These guys are being told that women can do just everything that a man can do. Y'all equal, y'all the same, they get all the opportunities. And we know that's not true. And so they have an expectation. Okay, well, if we equal, then I'll wait over here for her to come talk to me. They're not told that. They're not, you're not raised anymore. Not from what I've seen, anyway. I mean, there's a few, but where the young man is taught from an early age like you're the man you take control you lead you provide you protect you know you kick ass you fucking do what needs to be done and you seduce and you seduce and a woman's gonna like you because you do that shit not because you're standing over there texting and giggling every time she looks at you or so and that, that that's the truth that this whole idea of what uh, the the one the male and female, the feminine masculine dynamic that naturally exists, that story's not being told anymore, or it's being told wrong. 
That's actually what I think. I don't even think it's that it's not being told. Based on the the gurus that I see on the internet, it's not that it's not being told. It's they make it bigger, more complicated. You got all these extra steps, all this other bullshit, all these qualifications in order to do it, and they're the only ones that can tell you how to do it. They hold the secret key. Okay? Whether they call it the secret key or not, that's what it is. That, you know, oh, well, you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to do the other, you got to do so on and so forth, and you need all these fucking steps. And I'm the only one that can tell you those steps because I know those steps. You don't, I do. Pay me $49.95 and I will fucking tell you all the steps you gotta do when the truth is you just have to walk up, say hi, and go from there. That's it. And also, walk up, say hi, but have enough fucking balls and grit that she doesn't say hello's handsome back to you and you get rejected that you don't fucking pack it up, you know, and call it a lifetime that you'll, you know, you're going to let that one interaction because I've seen that happen too. Oh, dude, that was me when I was in my late teens, early twenties. One rejection meant all women were that way. That if this girl didn't like me because, ooh, you're short, then that meant all women felt the same way. Yeah. Okay, I fucking tormented myself with that for years. The the height thing or the receding hairline thing or the I'm not ripped, jacked, I don't look like Joe, so what fucking chance do I have? Because one woman said no. I went through it, man. Until I decided my my horniness, my loneliness, the pain overcame the rejection that I had painted across all women. Call it desperation, whatever you want to call it. But I decided, fuck it. I got to go out there and try again. And lo and behold, that woman said, hell yeah. And it was like, oh, wait a minute. That's human nature, Rob. People will do more to avoid pain than to gain pleasure. Yeah. But that's the thing. You know, it's it's like when I met my my ex-girlfriend, okay? She was 22, I was 42, I was fresh out of a divorce. Met this young, hot, tight thing, okay? That I was just like, oh my God. For me, physically, she fit all the fucking hot buttons for me. It's like, oh my God, she is fucking phenomenal, okay? Had to know. It's like the the thought of wanting to kiss her and all of that was so overwhelming that I was like, I have to know. I don't care if she slaps me. I don't care if she punches me. I don't care if she calls the cops and I get arrested and I go to jail and I lose my job and I lose my income and I lose everything. I have to know. Not knowing is more painful than knowing. So, her and I were talking. I don't even remember what the fuck she was saying. 
but I was standing there and it just hit me. It's like, it's now or never. And so I interrupted her. I cut her off and I was like, Hey, and she's like, what? And I'm like, come here. And she's like, what? I'm like, I have to know something. And so she walks over to me with this questioning look like what? And I fucking grabbed her, put my arm around her and I fucking kissed her. And I expected pushback, slap, punch, rape whistle, cops coming, I'm burning in hell. I expected it, but at least now I know what it tasted like to taste a 22-year-old woman. The response, though, she was into it. Which blew my mind. Imagine that. Imagine a woman being turned on by a man who takes what he wants. And here's the thing, okay? That's all I said to her, okay? And lo and behold, turns out she's into it and she's into me. Blew my mind, okay? This was seven years ago, guys. This wasn't that fucking long ago. This wasn't like I was in my 30s or my 20s. I was 42, okay? Turns out she's into it and she's into me. Several months later, we're out fucking around doing our thing. And I don't even remember how we got on to the topic, but I remember her turning to me and she said, you know, that's one thing that always turned me on about you. And one of the reasons that I really like you. And I said, what's that? She goes, you have balls. You know, you just went for what you wanted when you came up at me and did what you did and said what you said. That was a major turn on to me. And to me, it wasn't about, you know, trying to impress impress the alpha bros on Twitter. It was, I have to know. Even if it means my eternal damnation, I have to know. The regret is worse than the rejection. Okay. And so I did what I had to do and I had no regrets and it turned out, wow, she was into it. And I've carried that forward ever since. I learned a lot of things from dating her because all the, well, what could you possibly have in common with a woman 20 years younger than you? What could you have in common other than, well, the obvious, yeah, you like sex and she's hot and she's younger, hotter, tighter. Her tits are firm. Her body hasn't had gravity or children fuck it up yet. So, of course, we get your point, Rob. We see why you're into her. But what could you possibly have in common? Turns out we had a lot in common because we dated for four years. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. How soon out of your divorce was that? Like, how? how, Six, eight months, nine months out of my divorce. Have you dated? Did you date up to that point? Oh, yeah. I was dating other women when I met her. I was dating women that were actually, one was about two years older than me and another one was like two years younger than me. And as for context, my ex-wife was a year younger than me. And so I had been brainwashed that younger women would not be interested in a guy like me. And you shouldn't date younger women, you know, unless it's within a couple of years. Oh, you don't know how for a year, like up until, I don't know, two and a half, three years ago, that was drilled. Oh, yeah. 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 
I would have younger chicks come on and like, nah, you're a little too young. Even though I'm thinking in my head, boy, what the fuck I would do to her? And, but I was ashamed. I was uh, yes. programmed to think, real man doesn't go after like that's pedophile and that yeah exactly you're shamed into fucking doing it until you say until you decide what do you want okay because i did everything that my parents told me to do that society told me to do that the culture told me to do i did it all and I got married to a single mom and blah, 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 blah. And where did it get me? It got me to staring down the barrel of a shotgun because I was so fucking miserable that I would have rather been dead than continue doing what I was doing. And that's when I chose to get divorced. Okay. That's where it got me. And that's where I thought, you know, I did everything the way mom and dad said to do it. I did everything the way all my friends said to do it. I did everything the way that society told me to do it. And my culture told me to do it. And where did it get me? It got me to the point of suicide. And I'd rather be dead. Fuck it. Life was so miserable. And so I got divorced because I didn't want to die. And that's where I thought, you know what? If I'm alone for the rest of my life, that's fine. At least I'll be happy. I'm not going to be fucking miserable. Because before I had met my ex-wife, I was actually fairly happy. And I'm not blaming her. This is all on me. Okay? But I get out of that marriage and I hit the ground running. I just immediately started dating as soon as we were done. And found out what real genuine desire looked like got girls coming over and stripping as they're walking up the stairs asking me where the bedroom is and i've barely met them and it's like oh fuck here's genuine desire they want to fuck who cares about any bullshit that guys on the internet talk about okay and then i met the 22 year old and that opened a whole nother like reality to me because the thing I learned, the, the, the biggest takeaway I learned from that, besides having the balls to approach, was if I can do this once, whatever it is, whatever I'm doing, if I can do it once, I can do it again. And so dating someone who was 20 years younger than me taught me, one, there are young women that are into older men for a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. And all you got to do is be willing to take it. You just got to be willing to go, oh, and I know what they look like because I saw it in a, in that relationship. I've seen it in other younger women since then. And during then that, oh, wow, she's into me. That age in that respect really doesn't matter. Okay. Some women are into it. Some are not. You figure it out. And the ones that aren't, eh, you let them go. You move on to the next one because there's always another one. And that's where, like now, you know, Teriyaki, the girl I'm seeing right now, she's 34. Okay, yeah, she's a bit older than the 20, well, she'd be 29 now, but she's a couple years older. But you know what? She's still younger. And when I look at what I want, she fits all of those things. I get turned on when I look at her. She's very pleasing to the eye to me. She doesn't have children. Gravity hasn't fucked her over yet. And it's like, hey, and she likes older men. 
And so it's like, hey, this is a no brainer. This will go as long as it goes. And if it goes forever, great. If it goes till I die, great. If it doesn't, there'll be another one because there always is another woman. You just have to be willing to fucking go out and get it. Well, I guarantee you these young men these days aren't hearing that. That's not what's being taught anymore. It's not. And, and that's, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm having you here. That's to me, the majority of the guys that are in our space. There's a, there's some that to me have kind of lost track of what, why they're here. They started, I think all of them started out with the same kind of idea that, Hey, I'm here to, to help some of these guys out to show them there is another way, I guess, that the, here's the road signs. I can point you to it. You still got to walk it. I can't walk it for you, but I can at least kind of show you, don't don't make the same mistakes I did, you know. But then again, you know, motherfuckers are going to do what they're going to do, and experience is the best teacher. Because 21-year-old me, Joe, you could not have told me a fucking thing. You, you if, if I was 21 and you're telling me, Rob, let me tell you about like like physical training and let me tell you about talking to the ladies i would have been like joe you're an old motherfucker get the fuck out of here i know what i'm doing i got this on lock okay so i get it and i know that i'm screaming into the void in that respect that yeah some guys they ain't gonna listen and i'm okay with that it is what it is but i also know there might be one guy and if that's the one guy that listens and everyone else goes ah fuck that old boomer he doesn't know what he's talking about the world's changed old man you don't know that's fine but there might be one guy that goes hey wait a minute maybe he does know something and you know what i'm i'm going to just i'm going to try out what he says just to see bare minimum i'm going to try it out just so i can prove the fucker wrong mhm and come back and throw it in his face and go fuck you old man I tried that and it didn't work and so you don't know what you're talking about and I can say fair enough well that's what I tell these guys I'm like, if you don't believe me go do it anyway just to say it didn't work it's gonna work but and that's it. it anyway. you have to fucking try it and you gotta try it more than once you gotta give it some time you gotta work on it you 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 can't just go out one time and say some line or whatever bullshit you've picked up from wherever. And if it doesn't work, automatically assume, oh, well, it didn't work on her. It's not going to work. You got to keep at it for a while. You got to you got to figure out how to make it work for you. The things that I do with women, the things I even do with guys, they work for me because that's what works for me. The, the things I do, if I tell you, you know, I tell, you know, Bacon or I tell Matt, hey, go say this. They may, it may work. It may work like gangbusters that they're like, oh my God. Then again, it may not work at all because they're not me. They don't have my experiences. They don't have my life fucking situation. They're, they're not in my state. They're not in Utah. They're not here where where they're at they're like dude that there's no way that would work and it's like well have you tried it well no well fucking try it first and try it more than once try it uh, you know 50 times at least and and you tweak it yeah you calibrate it you play with it 
because you'll see, oh yeah, it totally didn't work here, but here it, it kind of did, and then I lost her. I don't know what happened there, but I lost her. And it's like, yeah, you probably stepped on your own dick. I get it. I've done it. And so you learn, oh, shut the fuck up. Okay, so I'm not going to say as much, I'm, but I'm going to still try that. And you keep dialing it in and then you make it your own where you're like, hey, I'm going to say this because that's what works for me because that's who I am. That's where I'm comfortable. That's the environment I'm in. And you figure it out. And next thing you know, you're fucking killing it. You know, you're, you're getting told yes more than you're told no. And you're like, wow, man, I'm, I'm the king of the fucking world right now. Because you made it your own, but you had to start somewhere. And all I hope is to be the, if anything, the lesson of don't do this. You know, I, I'm not Chad Thundercock. I'm not the, the dude that, well, yeah, it's easy for you because you're all this, that, and the other. No, man. If anything, I made so many fucking mistakes and I could have killed myself a couple of times. And I chose not to because, ah, fuck it. There's only this one life. And I might as well live it and see what happens. And, yep, I'm going to make mistakes and I'm going to come on YouTube and other places and tell guys, here's where I was a fucking retard, even at the at the tender age of 49. I'll tell you, oh, guys, I, yeah, I fucked up even a year ago. Not even a year ago. Fucked it up with another 28-year-old. Because why? Because I stepped on my dick and over-assumed things and then ran my fucking mouth and it turned her right off. And I was just like, oh. I snatched victory right out of the jaws of defeat. You know, I, I snatched defeat right out of the jaws yeah, of victory. Yeah. I fucked it up. And that was six months ago. And it's like, ah. Oh. Even I'm not immune to fucking shit up, getting your ego in the way, thinking you're the man or whatever. It still happens. All you do is you learn from it. And you're like, okay, Rob, shut the fuck up. Go back to that one. Rule number one, shut the fuck up. Just don't give them a reason not to fuck you. Let them figure it out for themselves. Yeah, right. Shut the fuck up. You know, even I still fuck up, guys. It still happens. You're going to. There's no yeah. way to afford that. It's a good thing, though. Now you can look at it and like, okay, I fucked that one up pretty bad. But you know what you did, at least. And you don't think, I'm doomed. I'll never speak to another woman again. Or, oh, I mean, no, you know, okay, I fucking screwed this, screwed the pooch with this one. All right. Yeah, yeah and you move on. That's it. You, 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 fuck, you learn from it. You make a little mental note, shut the fuck up, or do something a little different. And then you, you fucking move on. You don't, you don't take their rejection and then apply it across to all women. That is extremely self-defeating. Mm -hmm. When you you take a no from a girl for whatever her reason is, who cares? You don't know you're not her, you're not in her mind, you cannot read her mind. So you don't know why she told you no. And honestly, most of the time from my experience, it has nothing to do with you. It's not about you. She's not feeling it. She just found out her dog died or her mom died or she lost her job or she got a job and she's got to focus on that. And so she doesn't have time to fuck around with the guy or whatever. Stop making it about you because honestly, it's probably not about you. You're not that significant in her mind. And so you go, oh, bummer. All right, move on. 
and you move on to the next one. If anything, she saved you time. So now you don't have to fucking dwell on her and think about her and obsess over. You move right on to the next girl. And I've said the exact same shit to two girls back to back. One told me, I have a boyfriend. Sorry. Okay, cool. Bye. Turned right around, said almost the exact same thing to the next girl, and she accepted the offer. Go figure. And you could have had that same chick 10 minutes earlier or 10 minutes after that moment you approached her. She could have been in a totally different space. Yes. Yes. Women fucking swing emotionally all throughout the day, every day of their lives. Yeah. That's where. When she was thinking about a commercial she saw where the grandmother died and everybody was sad. And five minutes later, you know, thought about how fucking good the wine she had the night before was. And it was, she was in a good mood about it. Yeah. Like literally, guys, that's how it works. Yes. Well, the thing I've tried to say to guys when it comes to a lot of my success, I guess you'd say, where I've gotten what I wanted, especially with women, it literally has been more being the right guy at the right place at the right time. It's not anything I said or did or the way I looked. Other than, yeah, I didn't smell like I just rolled in a fucking pit of dogs and and in dog shit. I didn't look like I just rolled out of bed and went to Walmart. So I looked clean and presentable. I brushed my teeth. I I used breath mints. I put on fucking deodorant. I put on a clean shirt that sometimes, hell, I even ironed it to give it a nice crease. But beyond that, there was nothing special there. And I walked in somewhere and started talking to women and started throwing out my pitch and most of them 99% of them nope nope got a boyfriend fuck off whatever okay cool and then one took it and that's all it took and hey maybe it was because she saw a commercial about grandma and oh god I love my grandma and grandma's great and I feel all tingly and happy because I'm thinking of grandma and here's this guy and wow he's kind of cute okay hey he's funny or whatever. Or she was horny. It was she was in the mood. Fuck it. You know, right guy, right place, right time. I'm good with that. And that's what a lot of it is. Joe, I'm going to be right back. Talk to the guys. Yeah, I, I like the whole uh, shutting the fuck up. Just letting the interaction happen. You go say what you got to say and leave it. Let her talk. Don't give her, don't talk yourself out of getting the pussy or gaining her interest. Because I think too many men do that. Too many. Go in, uh, get the girl's attention, get her moving in his direction, and then start having to over-explain shit and qualify themselves, which is a huge turnoff. They're already there. They've already given you the attention. They've given you the yes. You don't need to keep convincing them why they gave you the yes, too and why they should keep giving you yeses. And that point you're in, it's just, it's more of a matter of not fucking it up, not losing it at that point. And, and I don't even know that that has much to do with, uh, you know, what these young guys are, are learning and with it, how they being brought up these days and the ideas about the women and men being equal, if that has much to do with anything. I think that's just a, more of a sign of I take that back 
it does because we're taught that the woman is more valuable and that you get the idea of a woman qualifying men is she's sitting up on this little pedestal and they got a line of men behind her or in front of her looking to prove themselves and why he should be the one to take them almost like competing for a job and that is uh is the farthest from it so once you get the yes shut the fuck up let her do the qualifying that doesn't mean okay you said yes here let me tell you some more shit that is going to impress you about me da, 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 da. she doesn't want to hear that she already said yeah she's telling you yes and not to mention she doesn't want to hear you fucking vomit your whole life at her either matter of fact she's the one that wants to talk she yeah, has let, her, let her fucking talk you shut your fucking mouth she has a fucking like uh and she's wired to talk and you know this is how women work through nerves this is how they work through uncertainty they speak about it they talk about it they want to communicate believe me i know this from experience of years nope. now you want to work through something with a woman you in a tight spot ask her all you need is the right question all you need is the right question and you sit back and put it on cruise control and let her fucking talk it out i guarantee you by the time she's she's finished spilling her guts she's lighter in a better mood and she's more receptive to whatever it is you were trying to do look at stan's question should you get yeah i wanted to throw this up i've uh, and and bacon brought up his own uh reply to it and I, i'm gonna give my two cents and and i obviously where he's asking i want your two cents as well joe okay so here's my two cents when it comes to should you get your own place to get chicks or just use hotels depends okay that's the simplest answer i can give you stan um hotels are nice if you don't want to bring her back to your place because maybe she's psychotic or something like that because they give off their they give off their signals if you know what to look for and so inviting a bona fide crazy chick back to your house is probably not a good idea okay because now she knows where you live and she could turn into a stalker or all kinds of things however hotels get expensive okay so it it all depends on what you're after and what your goals are if you have the uh, disposable income to spend on hotels motels i'm all for that at the same time you have to ask yourself what do you want me i'm lazy i'll admit it okay i bought a house back in 2004 because i didn't want roommates and i didn't want to live with family so i bought my own place that way I could do whatever the fuck I wanted with whoever the fuck I wanted, whenever the fuck I wanted. And as time has gone on, the next question I ask myself now, now that I have a place and I can do whatever I want in my place, is when it comes to meeting women, I ask myself, what do I want? Well, ideally, ideally, I want to meet a woman where she will come over to my house, fuck me, and then go home. Okay? That usually involves online dating. And yeah, you know, there's a ceiling and there's not that many good-looking women and blah blah blah. I get it. I get it. But I'm lazy and I'm busy. I got I got a a full-time job that I work 10 plus hours a day. 
I do videos, I do audios, I write blog posts, I do shows, I'm on shows. I'm a busy motherfucker. I got shit going on. So I don't have a shit ton of time to date and to go out and meet women in bars or go out and drink some coffee that I didn't want to drink only to be told, yeah, this isn't going to work. Okay. I don't, I, once I'm home from my job, unless it's the summer when I can go motorcycle riding, but in the winter, like it is now, once I'm home, I don't want to leave home. I'm home. It's like, I'm home. This is where I want to be. So if I can get her to come to me, then I win. Whether she fucks me or not, I win. And if she ghosts or she flakes or she tells me my dog died or whatever excuse she wants to throw out because she had second thoughts, that's fine because I'm home. I don't have to leave the house. I don't have to drive around. I don't have to spend money on booze or on coffee or on anything because I'm home. And I've had, yes, I've had women meet me online where all they saw was a picture, texted with them a little bit, used my strengths. Humor is one of my strengths. Got them laughing, got their phone number, sometimes unsolicited that they just fucking handed it to me, called them, not texted, called them. Talked to them for however long that took. Sometimes it was five minutes. Sometimes it was two hours. Talked to them on the phone. Got to know them. Because I'm also vetting them just like they're checking out me. I want to make sure, is this chick going to slash my tires? Is this chick going to be dragging a boyfriend or a husband to my house without me knowing? Is this chick fucking nuts? Okay, so I think of all those things. But I talk to her, make her realize I'm not going to wear her skin as a suit and that I'm not going to bury her in a shallow grave somewhere. She understands, oh, he's not a psychopath. He's actually somewhat sane. And she looks at it and goes, God, he's kind of funny. He's kind of cute based on the pictures. And I just bring it up. So you want to come over? And she either says yes or no. And if she says no, you, you keep kind of, okay, we keep talking a little bit until I realize, are you wasting my time? And if so, you cut her off. Otherwise, she's like, hell yeah, I want to come over. Okay, I give her my address. So to go back to your question, Stan, it's up to you. Personally, me, I don't want to spend the money on hotels. I've done it in the past. And if she's real fucking crazy, I'll still do it. If I'm really like, oh, wow, she's hot as hell, but she's crazier than a shithouse rat. Hell yeah, it's hotel time. Or as Bacon said, I'll have, I'll go to her place. You know, let, let's, you know, keep the, you know, she doesn't know where the fuck I live. I don't want her showing up on my doorstep. But I tend to vet women enough that I know they're not crazy enough to fucking slash tires and kick down doors and play stalker and do that kind of shit. That, I, that I'm fine with them knowing my address. That way, I don't have to go anywhere. I can stay home, which is what I wanted to do to begin. So there's my take. Well, and here he says, should you get your own place? Yeah, like if you have roommates or you're living with your parents. Yeah, they're you all cock blockers. Yeah, they're yeah. all cock blockers. You should definitely be on a path to get your own place anyway. You'll be self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you don't have your own place... I mean, unless you got a, uh, you know, you're in a, a bigger place with one roommate, 
who knows the game, knows like you, you, you and him have it communicated clearly that when you bring a woman over, he needs to fucking disappear, go in his room or disappear out of the place. And you have that, all the logistics of that worked out with him ahead of time. And which even you don't want to keep that up long either, you know, it just bottom line. Yes, you want to have your own place. I, I would agree just in general as in life in general. Yeah. Like you were saying, Joe, you should get your own place. That was something that I encountered when I lived at home back in my 20s. Um, it, dating was rough because the chicks would want to come over and it's like, oh, well, fuck, you know, I'm going to have to, can we go to your place? Well, why my place? Well, because I kind of live at home with mom and dad, mm-hmm. you know, and then you get the big L on your fucking forehead from them because they're like, what 20 something year old guy is living at home with mom and dad? Well, well, these days it's not, well not, not now it's not, but 20 years ago, it was a lot more uncommon. And so I would have to kind of explain it that it's like, look, I'm staying with them for a reason, and that's so I can save up money to buy my own place, because that's exactly why I did it. And once they realized that, oh, he has a he has a plan, he knows what he's doing, they were okay with it. But it was still a pain in the ass, because, well, mom and dad are like, we don't want you fucking in our house, which I can understand that. You know, I respect that. Doesn't mean I didn't do it, but I can understand that. So it's like, God, trying to sneak her in the house or even bring her in right out in the wide open. But, hey, a mom all of a sudden decides to come down the stairs to talk to you about something at 11 o'clock at night and you're trying to get busy. It kind of puts a fucking, you know, throws a goddamn wrench into the fucking works. And so absolutely, ultimately, you should be getting your own place. And like as far as logistics on a date, uh, I don't really read too much into where you go. Like, rarely am I going to get a hotel. If a motherfucker is that crazy, I'm not going to fuck her. Like, if I can, if I sense that on a date early on that I can't bring us, like, to my place or go back to her place comfortably, comfortable-ish, I'm not fucking. Because there's too many ways for these women to track your ass down. Social media, and believe me, I've experienced it. It's not fun. Having a crazy stage five clinger stalker coming after you, ruining like getting on you, uh, social media, and any woman that you have contact with, she'll get in the way in touch with her and tell it's bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so okay, ideal situation. You're on a date. Things are warming up. You you see the opportunity for like, hey, what do we, you know? Let's take this back to my place or your place after. That's objective. They have people that say always go to your place because of what Rob says. If something gets weird and happens, you can kick her out. You don't have to worry about leaving. But also, you go back to her place. If you don't like it, you can leave. I don't really get caught up into that too much. I kind of take where the moment goes. Yeah, it's all contextual. It's all contextual. I've been with women where their place was closer to where we met. That's what I was going to say next. Like logistically, if we five minutes from her and 20 minutes from me, I'm going better to go to her place. I don't want all that time in between and getting where we need to be. She's obviously hot and ready. I don't want her cooling off. Let's fucking get where we're going. Yep. But on on another note, I will say, Joe, I've had women uh, because I know a lot of the, the guys that practice pickup and whatnot. They talk about logistics and and they're not wrong. 
when they say, you know, ideally you want your place close to wherever you're going to meet them or whatever, because of what Joe just said about, you don't want her cooling off. You don't want her having second thoughts, all of those things. But I've also had women where they, you know, I met them 20 minutes away from where I lived and had them follow me back to my house. Cause I didn't want to drive them back to their fucking car. And their home was even further away than mine was. But I had them follow me to my house and still scored. And it was still a 20-minute drive that I was anticipating. Well, at any time, she's going to make a right turn somewhere. And she didn't. She followed me right to my driveway. And so if she's really down to fuck, if she's interested, she'll follow you wherever. You know, that you could go the extra 20 minutes to get back to your place if that's what you wanted however why would you if she's only five minutes away and she's fine with bringing you to her house you know that's my take some women i've met uh that that they've literally been like yeah we can't go back to my place and immediately i'm thinking boyfriend husband which in some cases Mm -hmm. yes But in other cases, you guys have all seen it with the pictures on the Snapchat and the TikTok and the YouTube and everything. Women are pigs, okay? And so their house is a fucking disaster. She may have taken the time to shave her pussy and shave her legs and put on matching underwear because she knew she was getting laid. She decided, tonight I'm getting laid. And you were the guy, and she knew it, and you knew it on some level. But she doesn't want to go back to her place because it looks like a dump. You know, it looks like a garbage, a fucking landfill. And so she's like, yeah, kind of, you know, can we go to your place? It's like, well, I'm 15 minutes away. You're five. Do you want to go 15? Yeah, I can do that. And they will. So you bring them back to your place. And if they're giving you those indicators, pay the fuck attention. Don't push for it. She's telling you that for a reason. You don't know the reason. You don't need to know the reason. If she's like expressing two, three times, like, no, let's just go to your place. If she's nudging you that way, take the fucking nudge. Don't yeah. think of it as, am I being alpha? If I say yes, and am I losing frame? Why is she trying to keep something from me? Like, oh, just God. go together, dude. Oh, God, the frame thing. Joe. Oh, shut up about the no, frame already. Well, here's the thing, okay? We're going to wrap it up here, because I know you got shit to do, and I've got shit to do. Yeah. Um, in a couple of weeks, I want to have you back on if you want to do it. I do. We need to talk about frame because there's some things guys don't fully understand that they, I think they get the general concept from a kind of a theoretical position, mm-hmm. but from a real life living it position, they don't understand frame. And, and I, we, we need to talk about frame with the guys. We need to talk about practical frame, not theoretical frame, not alpha frame, not, you know, guys on the internet talking about, well, you got to have frame. We need to talk about in the trench, in real time, in your skin, you're talking to the woman, you're dealing with the woman, whether you're dating her, you're just, you just met her. It doesn't matter. We need to talk about what frame is because it's not what most of these guys think it is because it's frame is a lot more fluid than you think it is guys mm-hmm. and 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 if you're gonna have a healthy interaction a healthy interaction your frame is going to be fluid it's, going it's not going to be static 
Stop not, thinking of it as being black and white and zeros and ones. It's not yeah. that. So we need, we'll, we'll, we'll have this talk in the next time you and I are on Joe, we're going to talk about fucking frame. And we'll get to stand too as well. We don't have time to explain the experience of uh, getting your own place. We'll get that too. Okay. Yeah. And you know what? And so Stan, we're, he's taking notes. I'm going to take notes as well about what you're asking here. Uh, Because where I do have my own place as well, I can tell you the pros and cons about what it's like getting your own place and there's some things that are fantastic about it and it's more than you ever thought it would be and there's some things that oh it's just like i thought it would be and then there's some things that fucking suck about getting your own place so we will have that discussion so we're we are gonna call it because i know i know joe's got to do shit and so do i we're, we've run out of time and so guys hit the like button hit the subscribe button if you haven't Go to proudmasculine.com. Uh, Joe's got some solid shit there. The guy knows his shit. Okay. Joe's willing to help you out. Obviously, you're going to have to fucking pay him. Okay. That goes without saying. No, no, no more freebies. Thank there all the go. other assholes that ruined that. There you go. You'll get your money's worth. So go Absolutely. talk to Joe at proudmasculine.com. Subscribe to my channel, hit the like button. That's shit that's free that you can do easily. Just click the goddamn button and pay it, you know, hit the little notification bell because YouTube sometimes will let you guys know ahead of time when I'm doing something. And Joe and I are going to talk about the next time we're going to be on. And and Stan, we're going to talk about this question. We're going to talk about frame. We're going to talk about a bunch of shit. So we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in.